Governor Pritzker and Mayor Brandon Johnson are calling on the Biden administration to do its part in helping migrants in Illinois. And at the top of the list of requests is fast-tracking the process that grants work permits to migrants and asylum seekers. In a joint letter, Pritzker and Johnson asked the U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security to grant Illinois permission to sponsor migrants to work in so-called critical industries like transportation, healthcare, warehousing, and others. So joining us now with more is A.D. Quigg, Chicago Tribune reporter covering Cook County and City Hall. Hey, A.D., welcome back. Hey, Sasha, thanks for having me. Tell us more about what the letter from Pritzker and Johnson said. So basically said, we have to, we're continuing to take in new arrivals who don't have sponsors, a place to live, no immediate legal pathways to work. In other words, this isn't a short-term emergency anymore. This is a long-term crisis, and these folks need to be able to build a life for themselves faster. And one way to do that would be faster work authorization, which would offer protections from exploitation, dangerous work conditions, or mistreatment. Um, They basically asked the Department of Homeland Security grant parole to asylum seekers through this significant public benefit designation. Basically, it would let states act as sponsors to work in certain industries facing labor shortages. Mm. So the first busload of migrants from the Texas border uh, arrived last August. Mm 13,000 people have arrived in this past year since, right? So why now, A.D.? And what led to this point? Remind us. Well, like you said, 13,000 people have arrived. And as we've seen, um, many are waiting in shelters. They're not authorized to work. Um, They only have certain access to uh, like a few resources. And this has just been a problem that has built and built and built. Um, I know that the governor and the mayor have been having these kind of conversations with federal officials one-on-one, but things have started started to get more formal recently. We've also seen a bunch of other states push back more formally, especially um, folks in New York City and New York State. Uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul sent a similar letter last week that was a bit more forceful than the one from Illinois officials. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think as we've gotten closer to that one-year mark and it's become clear that this is not going to abate um, and these these, the costs of providing resources has added up, um, that's put more pressure on local officials to try to move that pressure upwards to the federal government. Mm. Do we have a sense of how many of the thousands of asylum seekers have applied or could apply for a work permit? So I do not have a hard number for you, but because we're roughly a year into this crisis locally, we Mm -hmm. can kind of backtrack into it. So in most cases, asylum seekers cannot apply for permits to work legally until they've been here until 150 days. So five months after they have submitted their asylum applications But that initial asylum application can take many months as people get shuffled from place to place, try to find somewhere to live and to get legal help, which is difficult to come by. So at that 150-day mark, in general, asylum seekers can request an initial work permit, Mm -hmm. and they can receive that permit 30 days after uh, filing that application. So the government is supposed to make a decision on that work authorization within the 30-day window, but that does not always happen. And there are reasons why someone's asylum clock, as they call it, can stop ticking, like if you move or you change courts or immigration offices that you're working with. So as far as an estimate, estimate, like best case scenario here, if the process was working seamlessly and folks were able to apply for asylum as soon as they got here, and then for work permits right after that 150-day clock, I would assume a few thousand people would have been in the system long enough to have received work authorization. Um, Back at the end of April, for example, so like five months ago, we mm-hmm. had seen 8,000 asylum seekers come into Chicago. Granted, many of them were children, but assuming thousands have actually received that designation also assumes our immigration and immigration courts systems are working well, 
which we know that they're not. Yeah, and and given all that you just mentioned, are they giving an estimated wait time to the applicants themselves? I mean, how do they know at any given point what their status is in the system? Right. It's a ton of paperwork. Um, I looked this up this morning. The how-to guide just for the initial form, the work authorization form, the I-765, is 27 pages long. Um, The application itself is seven pages. Applicants need two passport-sized photos, a copy of their passport, or another government ID. Um, All this has to be done in English. Um, There is a form that applicants can fill out, the G-1145, to get notices about the application by text or email. Um, People can also call in to court to check on their asylum clock. Um, And you mentioned the delays. I did check the Customs and Immigration Services website. Mm -hmm. They do have estimated processing times for that I-765 for first-time applicants that are asylum seekers. They say 80% of cases are completed within two months. Um, that's still a month longer than what's supposed yeah. to happen. Um, and there is a way to sign in to kind of see your estimated case time online, but that assumes you have internet access. I mean, either way, you're waiting months and possibly years to get this green light to be able to work. And it's a long time for folks to go without any kind of income exactly. or a way to pay for food or clothes and take care of their kids, right? As you said, so many children uh, are here. And so, so that we're clear, while the migrants are waiting for authorization, what exactly is the support and the resources that they, they typically get in the meantime? Right. So we know the city and county or state are trying to help settle people long-term into housing with rental support. Um, Cook County is providing medical care. There are groups on the ground providing legal assistance and mutual aid, but the volume is much higher than the available resources. So my colleagues at the Tribune have talked to people who are essentially deciding to work under the table to make a little bit of money. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, that can come with a lot of risks, um, Uh, lack of explicit worker protections. And if you're working for um, someone who's exploiting you in bad faith, they can basically threaten your, your status um, and report you to federal authorities. So it's, it's a lot of um, waiting and relying on uh, relying on the goodness of strangers and the goodness of your government who (laughs) has budget problems doing it as is to help you out while you're here. Yeah. Well, talk more about the kinds of jobs and industries that Pritzker and Johnson are, eyeing for migrants that they wrote about in that letter. Right. So they explicitly called out food processing, clean energy, healthcare, including in nursing and dentistry, transportation, warehousing, and more. Um, That story I mentioned that my colleagues did last month, speaking with um, both asylum seekers who were seeking work and business owners who really need uh, workers, um, restaurants and hotels in particular, need workers and Mm -hmm. have been calling on the federal government also to speed up this work authorization because um, a lot of industries are still recovering from COVID. We have like a lot of variability in, uh, in wages, a lot of people moving jobs. And there are a lot of openings, particularly at restaurants, hotels, and uh, contracting that uh, nationwide we're seeing chambers of commerce and restaurant associations basically begging the feds to speed up work authorization to fill these empty slots. I see. So there's precedent for uh, Illinois then to ask for this, work permit process to be sped up? They've done this for other groups of migrants in the past, right? Yes. I'm not sure if this um, state-sponsored parole system has been done before, but yes, in other other situations, they have done um, similar sped work authorization um, for for Afghan nationals, uh, Cubans, Haitians, Nicaraguans, Venezuelans, um, that basically shorten up that that pathway. Um, The other thing that New York officials have called for 
is uh, expanding temporary protected status, which can also speed up that process, and they argue can be done by executive order. Um, the Biden administration has said, we can't keep doing this by executive order forever. We need Congress to act and act on more comprehensive immigration reform to really tackle this. But Lord knows when that will happen. Mm-hmm. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Chicago Tribune reporter A.D. Quigg about the latest on migrants in Chicago and how city and state officials, they're calling on the federal government to provide more support. So local leaders, A.D., they're not just calling for this fast track on worker permits, right? They're also calling for other support from the federal government. Dig into that for us. They want money. Um, the yeah. letter notes. Long the story state, short. Long story short, they want money. Um, the letter notes the city and state have spent and obligated $250 million to asylum seekers who come to Chicago in the past year. And it's a very brief mention, but they say, quote, there is no path to success without significant new federal financial support and immigration policy changes. So leaders here, like I mentioned, have said they've spoken to the White House and the state's congressional delegation repeatedly about this. This letter is just kind of the latest and most formal version of those asks. Um, but yes, money is money is the big one. Um, and the those costs continue racking up. And this is something we'll be looking out for specifically in uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson's budget what money he takes from where to continue providing services, um, how much money could Chicago reasonably expect to get from the state, yeah. how much can the state reasonably expect to get from the feds. Um, the state did set aside a little over $40 million that would basically be doled out to municipalities. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'll be watching out for and what um, Mayor Johnson's Deputy Chief of Staff, Christina Passionzaia, said yesterday was that there are applications that are going to the state for municipalities that can kind of ease the burden on Chicago, so maybe some suburban communities um, setting up shelter space, so mm-hmm. it's not all on the city of Chicago to house people. But again, that costs money. That those are continuing operations um, that the city's going to have to set money aside for as long as migrants continue being bussed yeah. and flown here. Yeah. Speaking of shelter, I mean, give us the very latest on the housing crisis for migrants right now, because I'm hearing still so many are sleeping on floors of police stations. Yes. Uh, last week, so Alderman Andre Vasquez, who chairs uh, City Council's Immigration Committee, said there were 6,500 people currently in shelters, 1,347 at police stations, and about 300 at O'Hare Airport. Um, we heard yesterday that the city was expecting a flight and two buses with more migrants coming here. Um, the mayor has said repeatedly, because we've all been pressing him um, as this 100 days marker came and went, what are your permanent plans um, besides besides jobs? Housing is obviously a major concern. The mayor has said repeatedly he's new to this. He inherited a big problem. They've set up um, 10 new shelters for folks, and they continue to look. Uh, his office is working as fast as it can to secure more shelter space. Uh, but Block Club's Mick Dumkey had asked the mayor specifically during his 100 Days interview the other week, um, what's, what's the plan? What's the actual plan? What's the outline? And he described the mayor as evasive when pressed to explain that Mm -hmm. plan. And instead of answering directly, he talked about the incredible journey of his first 100 days in office. That said, um, Alderman, we continue getting reports from here and there about um, other potential shelter sites. Yesterday, the city council's housing committee authorized uh, the purchase of a former uh, Marine Corps reserve armory. So Mm -hmm. it's like a a training center and armory on the city's Northwest side up by um, Northside College Prep that they plan on turning into a migrant shelter that could house up to 550 people, Mm -hmm. which is not nothing. Um, So that purchase has gone through, but it will be a few weeks until the city can actually get in there and a few months until they could take full possession. Um, But they say it's in 
pretty good shape. And I also saw Block Club reported today that a lakefront hotel in Kenwood, the Chicago Lakeshore Hotel, is also being considered to house asylum seekers. Right. Um, the local alderman said the city reached an agreement with the hotel's owners. There's room for 300 people. Right. Uh, public meeting on that on Wednesday. So we're hearing things here and there, chipping away at it, mm-hmm. but um, a ton of work. Still a big there. number to try to exactly chip away at. Thanks for the update. That's Chicago Tribune reporter A.D. Quigg. We appreciate your time. Thank you.